0: Listen,
1: if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack and... Hi, I'm.
2: Nice to meet everybody. I hope that you get to know me better and you get to know my background
1: and my mom and my dad. Gabe as Roy. I already hate this Mm -hmm. guy. And Matt as Rocky.
0: Pretty sure I had someone from his family as a roommate back in college. Asshole.
1: Welcome, players. How's everybody doing tonight, other than? uh... Well, I was doing well,
0: but now (laughs) I'm going to. All of you. Whoa!
1: One at a time.
0: This is a Christian Minecraft server, Brian. You can't talk like that.
1: Well, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say, Hi! Drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And we do have one letter. P. Come on, BZ. BZ. This is from Seymour of Finland. I listen to Lovecraft Tapes every time a new episode gets published. It has inspired me as a listener and as a keeper. I have listened to all episodes, mostly enjoyed, sometimes laughed. Call of Cthulhu games I have been keeping often turn out to be quite short and often destructive to the investigators. Therefore, the resilience and longevity of Jack and Roy is unprecedented in my Cthulhu gaming career. Now I intend to start running Cthulhu Dark, because it has very little rules, but a lot of gaming. Thank you for an entertaining diversion from quarantine and a repeated reminder of an uncaring universe. Also, your method of distant role-playing is an item of inspiration to us all, now constrained from all and any physical contact. Have a solitary solstice and a better New Year. Happy New Year to you as well.
3: Brian, do you want to tell him or should I?
1: You
2: can.
3: Uh, Well, Seymour, appreciate
2: that letter. We love Finland.
1: Finlandia, good.
2: Sack lunches in the hall are the best.
1: That's all I know of Finland, (laughs) sorry. Well, this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you to Kevin G, brand new patron, so I appreciate that. Welcome to the club. Welcome to Planet Earth, if you're brand new. Since you're new, the hazing
3: will be in two days.
1: Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break.
4: And now, a word from our sponsor. Whoops. Did you really just run out of super glue right in the middle of putting together that new glow in the dark John Carpenter's The Thing Spiderhead model? No problem. Uh Uh-oh. Looks like little Johnny used up the last of your six-ply toilet paper after eating too much three-week-old noodle casserole. No problem. And would you look at that? All five goldfish are floating belly up after you put their tank outside for a couple days in December for some fresh air. No problem. Come on down to Herb's Herb's Store Herb's Herb's for a wide variety of hardware, housewares, and yes, even pet supplies. Located in historic downtown Arkham, right between the Tapas Restaurant and across the street from bankrupt books, but far enough away from the police station to avoid all those protesters. We here at Herb's Herb's Store Herb's Herb's are committed to providing big city merchandise at small town prices. Look for our weekly flyer in your mailbox, which includes a special two-for-one coupon redeemable for any product, any time. Too good to be true? Believe it. The only thing we ask for in return is information. Not much, mind you. Maybe just a passing rumor about Mr. Grundy, the third-grade teacher? Yeah, you know the one. What's he been up to on Saturday nights, in the basement, alone, bent over that workbench until the wee hours, yelling up at his wife to shut up, shut up, shut up, Whenever she calls down to remind him his dinner's getting cold. Oh, and what about the Lapierre twins? They can't be up to much good, skulking around the burned ruins of that hotel up on the mountainside. I mean, who exactly are they whispering to? As they hold hands beneath the full moon, eyes rolled up in their heads until only the whites are showing, and their noses start to bleed. And don't forget about Mike, our landlord. He charges a lot for a simple storefront. Downright criminal, if you ask me. Surely he must have some kind of secret weakness. Drinks too much communion wine? Covets his neighbor's wife? Fantasizes about rolling around naked in the mud with the hogs out on Mr. Vincent's farm? Information can be valuable. Now you see why we're able to offer such a surprising discount in return. Interested? Drop on by Herb's Herb's Store Herb's Herb's anytime, day or night. We are open 25-8, except for major holidays, of course. Come one, come all. And we're back. What'd you guys think of that product and service?
2: Not too bad. I mean, you probably want a little bit more for your money, but I'd still buy it.
3: I've bought far worse things for my money. Like last week's product, that was far worse. And next week's product also sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What about what about you, Matt? I know you already purchased it. What do you think of it?
0: I have I have a recurring monthly subscription. It's it's fabulous. You know, it's really great. I don't have to worry about a whole lot. It's just, you know, there.
1: Well, Jeremy, what do you think? Well, yesterday I was using this product under service exactly as prescribed with the three fingers and the counterclockwise swirl, followed by a series of tiptoe pirouettes. And you know what? That shit works. I feel like a new man. I mean, yeah, I also feel like a new woman, a new child, a new kitten, and a new set of Tinker Toys that Daddy bought me. Just for me, not my brothers, not my sisters, not anybody else, but just me, 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 me. Oops, that's uh, one of the side effects of this product and service. Selfishness. But I'm cool with it. You can call me Mr. Tinker Toy.
2: Short little brown dog.
1: Now, dear investigators, we complete Case 11, Haunted Heart.
0: Previously, on the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: All hell breaks loose, again, as the secret of Poe Mance is finally unearthed, and the remaining investigators must face ultimate evil in order to survive. Roy and Danny do battle with John Poe, masquerading as the now-quite-dead Jack Whiteside in the basement. Towing the missing girls behind, Rocky digs up the dark heart relic to end the curse of the Poe family. Escape from a Guardian monstrosity seems highly unlikely, as the remaining Delta Green agents beat a hasty retreat down a tunnel fraught with peril. Roy. It feels as though the world has suddenly flipped on its head. When you emerged from that hole in the ground, you fully expected to be somewhere outside Providence, Rhode Island, not too far from Pomance, under October skies. Instead, you find yourself standing a few hundred yards away from Blaine Manor in Arkham, Massachusetts, the summer sun shining overhead. The impossibility is mind-numbing. You look up at the scarecrow posted next to the ruined well, and it seems to beam down at you with an infuriating grin stitched to its straw-stuffed face. The diseased crow on its shoulder caws loudly and flaps its wings. Nearby, Rocky is sitting upright on the grass, massaging his swollen ankle. Danny is kneeling before the three young girls, talking to them quietly. She looks up at you and says something, but you can't make out the words. Your brain is fixated on the image of Jack's head detaching itself from his body and transforming into a screeching terror that paralyzed you with fear. Oh, God. Jack. Jack. The two of you have been through so much over these past few years. It's hard to believe you're never going to see him again, that he's truly gone. You hate to admit it, but you're going to miss him. Already, you can feel that familiar sensation in your chest, that strange sinking feeling whenever someone in your life leaves its orbit. Why are you left behind to bear witness while your friends and family are consumed by dark forces? It doesn't seem fair. Unbidden, tears well up in your eyes, and you feel an unwelcome lump in your throat as you recall a happier time you shared with Jack Whiteside.
3: This was a little while back. We were still at Arkham. It wasn't too long after we met, but it was long enough that I knew I was going to be around the guy for a while. And uh, it was just one of those lazy mornings. I got up and left my house, thank God, and ran to grab a coffee, and he came along with me. It's the simple things I like. Well, Jack, this is what we're all about now, huh? Us just getting some coffee and avoiding the family. Living our lives. It's really nice to get away from the family. Did I mention that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yes, you
2: did. It's nice to take a small break once in a while. Hate to say it, but you've been a pretty good
3: partner to me. Not that I ever said that. If anybody says that I said that, I didn't say that. You didn't say what? Yeah.
2: That's right.
3: Did you not hear me, though? I said it, though. What? Hold on, let me take these headphones
2: off. You've been a good partner, too. Yeah,
3: I appreciate it. I know I'm a good partner. You're lucky to have me. You got that right. We've been through a lot. Yeah, it seems like such a short short time. time. Whoa.
2: I think we're blood brothers. Cut your wrists. Let's do this. Oh. (laughs) Where is that waiter with my coffee?
3: I don't know. The waiters around here just seem like they're slower and slower all the time.
2: He reminds me of that waiter in Paris. You remember
3: him? What was his name? Oh, who, uh... Oh, the French guy, yeah. Yeah, Jacques. Oh, Jacques, I tell you. Yeah, he made good coffee. Well, what do we got next on the docket? It's about time to be resting up a little bit, but I'm sure we'll find something for us to do.
2: Yeah, we need to take advantage of this time.
3: Gotta prep up, gotta be ready. Stay limber, but not work too hard. That's how I say it. Are you
2: flirting with me?
3: No, if I was flirting with you, you'd know it because I'd be, say... I stay limber and work you hard. Ha <laughs> ha I love our banter. It's good banter. <laughs> All right, I'll see you at the gym later. I'm going there right now. Are you going there right now? Yeah, I got my bag in the car. All right, I'm going to go the other way, though, so I'll see you there. Roy! Yeah, kid? Don't skip leg day. And I never skipped leg day again.
1: What I'm going to need Roy to do at this point is to give me a sanity roll.
3: Picking on Roy for because he has no sanity. Oh, hard success. I'm sane
1: as hell. It's because of leg day. Nice job. So as you remember this touching moment with Jack. There was no touching. I told you I wasn't flirting. Of all the people that you've encountered, Jack was really a true friend at the end through it all. He never really questioned you. He was there to give you advice like don't shoot people's phones out of their hands. Priceless nuggets of wisdom. You feel that your depression lift slightly when you remember this. You just feel better. You can breathe again. The fresh air comes into your lungs. Jack has probably gone to a better place. And hopefully one day again, you'll be able to see him. Honduras. And you will regain one sanity point. Pull out my notebook
3: that has a ranking of all of my uh, partners and move him up to number three.
2: There's only three on the
3: list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Petunia's still up there at the top. Bugsy is up there.
3: It's Bugsy one, Petunia two. And now Jack past Rosita.
1: Rocky. You sit on the ground, massaging your lower leg, wincing with pain and glancing around in annoyance. What in blazes is going on? This is clearly not Rhode Island. In fact, you're quite certain you recognize that mansion in the distance. It belonged to Charles Blaine, did it not? Yes, you're quite certain now. But that made little sense, since it was in Massachusetts. Evil sorcery seemed to be afoot. Ow! Mustn't press too hard on that foot! Well... It seems somehow the way out of Pomance wasn't simply through a subterranean passage revealed by tremors, but perhaps through a fissure in time itself? You encountered something of this phenomenon once while stalking a notorious whale poacher hiding out in Middlefart, Denmark. But you don't like to think about Middlefart, do you? No. So it matters less about where this tunnel led you, but rather when. That of course makes you remember Jack and his sad quest to resolve past trauma at the expense of a promising future. Poor Jack. Although your relationship with him wasn't exactly an episode of booze and buddies, you respected his work ethic and commitment to helping your brother. He was a good agent. He deserved a better end. But you recall a conversation you had with him not long ago that made you wonder if his time as an active operative was drawing near an end so this was
0: maybe a week or so before we were uh, sent off to take care of this house it was that lull period in between our previous field job and waiting for that next one you know where you're kind of just in that that days where it's like well you know i need to stay on my toes and ready but you don't really know what's going on so you, you just try and find some sort of routine to hold any sense of normalcy especially in a, a space where anything can happen like Delta Green, so as part of both of our daily routines uh Jack and I had started getting together in the in the library because uh he had started to take an interest in in some of the the darker parts of of the the world around us, and me being a a long seasoned expert in things that you know should remain hidden I decided to you know maybe take a little pity on him and kind of help him go through that and teach him a little bit of what I knew all right so <sighs> Now, you did do the the ritual that I described last night, right? With the, the candles and the incense and the...
2: Yes. Yes, I did.
0: All right, good. Because if you hadn't, there was a chance that your soul would be sucked out through your eyes and transported into the planes of oblivion. That's what I wanted to
2: talk to you about.
0: The soul or the planes of oblivion? I think.
2: My eyes are really sore.
0: It's, it's a perfectly normal side effect.
2: You get used to it. Okay, because I did the ritual to the T, but my body is really aching and my... Octal cavities are pulsing.
0: Yes, yes. It's, what the spell was is it's a, essentially um, think of it like a magical suit of armor. So you're just carrying a little bit of extra extra energy weight on you. It 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 can mess with things, don't it? Okay,
2: worry. well that makes sense.
0: I just wanted to ask one more time. You're sure that you want to see this? Uh, you're not the first person that I've shown this to, and uh, let's say it never ends well. But uh, if you're if you're insistent on going through with this.
2: We're talking about the spell, right? Yes. Okay, yes, I would like to see it. L- little joke there, just trying to break the tension, sorry.
0: Oh, yes, um, humor, of course. Look, I know how difficult it can be losing people that you care about and how, at times, it can leave you grasping for straws, looking for any any kind of hope that maybe they're still out there somewhere, and I just, I just want to make sure that you're not using this as some sort of fruitless exercise to retrieve something of your sister.
2: I think I've moved on from that. But the problem is, there's unanswered questions. I like to tick every box, whether it's good or bad. I like to know. I think you and I are in the same boat on that.
0: Yes, as as much as I love research and reading and preparations, if there's one sound piece of advice that you really would benefit from taking in, No matter how much you might want to check all those boxes, in the world that we inhabit, there are some boxes that are better left unchecked. It's hard to get a grip on, trust me. I once lost years trying to recover one of my partners after a particularly nasty incident with an interdimensional monster out of Timbuktu, and, well, it was... It was my fault, what had happened. I was not ready. I was not in the game. I was way too taken aback with myself, and I was all headstrong. I made mistakes, and it got somebody, well, not killed, but I'm certain whatever happened to him is much worse than death.
2: Rocky, we all know what we're signing up for when we do this. I'm sure your partner would not blame you, but I know what you're feeling. Right.
0: Just keep in mind that what you'll find out here might not be what you were looking for. I understand. Alright. Thank you. If you want to close and lock the vault door, we can begin.
1: Alright, I think that's good guys. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll say that uh, the scene ends there with Jack wanting to tick those boxes, and that's something that Rocky can understand to a certain point, but Rocky can tell that Jack is a bit too obsessed with that particular OCD habit. It's going to get him in trouble one of these days, sooner rather than later. And uh, as you remember this episode, Rocky, you do gain a bit of comfort knowing that you did your best to instill some wisdom. You, You lent your experience to his desire and he sort of ignored it. So uh, go ahead and roll me a sanity,
0: if you wouldn't mind. I needed a 62. I rolled a 60. That is a success.
1: Go ahead and increase your sanity by one as you feel a bit more confident, even as your leg is still bothering the crap out of you. Your mental state is uh, becoming less annoyed than you usually are, let's put it that way. Do You have clarity to a certain extent. Your annoyance and perplexion of being deposited in this new time or place gives way to a bit of curiosity. And that's when you and Roy both hear Danny say, Guys, snap out of it! We have to get these girls to the hospital and contact the authorities! My cell's not working, but I see a big house over there. Rocky... Can you walk that far, or should Roy carry you?
0: Well, I might need some minor assistance with locomotion at this moment. My ankle is partially functional at this
1: point. All right, we'll get a move on, guys. I'm, I'm going to take care of the girls, now move ahead. So uh, keep up as best you can. Just
0: be careful. We don't know where we are, or when, for that
1: matter. Okay, all right, fine. But Let, let's get going. These, this little girl is not well off here. Look at her skin. It's all bubbly. And uh, she takes off towards the uh, manor.
0: Uh, so as. Roy is kind of helping me limp along towards...
1: I didn't say I
3: was helping you. (laughs) I'll help as long as Danny is looking, and then
1: as soon as she
3: looks away, I stop.
1: (laughs) Well, you guys uh, make your way slowly towards the mansion. Uh,
0: So, Roy, is it just me and you? Might be the subject matter expert at this, but is that Blaine Manor?
3: It appears to be, though, I'm gonna be honest, Rocky, I don't remember Blaine Manor being here.
0: I'm starting to think there was more to that tunnel than just distance. Although it's unusual, because in previous events of time travel, I usually got uncontrollably... And then I'm going to stop for a second, bend over, and vomit.
3: And I'll just sort of look at him while he's throwing up. You're not gonna eat his vomit? That's what brothers do. You okay, Rocky?
0: Yes, it usually happens.
3: Happens when...
0: Uh, time travel tends to make me nauseous.
3: What makes you think that we time traveled?
0: Well, you see, there was an incident out of Sarasota involving a small mom-and-pop antique shop and a rather unusual clock that... You know what? I probably shouldn't talk about that. It might still have some sort of impact on your future, so I can't really say too much. You know, polluting timelines and whatnot.
1: Okay, so I guess we time-traveled, Rocky. All right. Roll for doubt. So you guys move along slowly towards the mansion, and as you approach, you can see that it is an impressive two-story structure freshly painted in sea pearl with pale gray accents. Placed at regular intervals on the northern-facing wraparound veranda are tall clay urns with neatly trimmed topiaries, as well as low planters sprouting colorful begonias. A dark sedan is parked beneath the covered carport at the west side entrance.
0: at least we're not all the way back in time.
1: Cars are still a thing.
3: Yes. Yes, Rocky. And I'll look at the plate. Go
1: ahead and give me a spot hit.
3: I need a 75. out 74. Success.
1: You stoop down and take a look at the plates. And, it, you know, they're obviously Massachusetts. It says expiration 2021. And around the faded license plate holder, it says Arkham Realty.
3: Hey, Rocky. Yes. You want to come tell me what this uh, license plate says here? You want to look at the tags?
0: Ah, uh, so I rolled a 100. That's a fumble. That's like my fourth one in this case. He's gonna still think we're back in time.
1: The tags say... 2031? You were right. Thank you for pointing this out, Roy, because I you know, I was wrong there for a minute. I thought we had gone back
0: in time. It appears we've gone forward. Right? Interesting indeed.
1: Uh What are you guys talking about?
0: We are apparently in the future. Although I guess the future is now the present. Does that make the present the past?
3: I think he got hit too hard. He doesn't seem to remember
1: how expiration dates work. That's no good. Maybe one of the rocks while I was climbing up fell down and hit him in that well. Yes, you're right, Rocky. It's uh, it's the future, so just help me with the kids and, you know, we can get them to their parents if their parents are dead because of... A- I- no, kids, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not the future. Oh, shit,
0: those poor kids. <laughs> And I'm going to start limping towards the front door of the house.
1: This is the Port Couchier here to the west. You mean the Porty Cocker? Joe Cocker's cousin. Joe Cocker's cousin, yeah. <laughs> Porty. <laughs> what would you me do? <laughs> Sat on the Cocker. The uh, west side entrance is slightly open. They're ajar.
0: It's not ajar, that's a door.
1: Grab Rocky, because now, you know,
3: Danny's looking again, so I got to feign helping him. And, like, take him with me to the door all right, Rocky, I need you to find a calendar.
0: Yes, it would more accurately help us pinpoint where we are in this time stream. Which way is the kitchen?
3: Let me tell you, me in the kitchen. We have a long, nice history. So just, you know, cut through the lobby and go through the stair hall and hang right and you'll get there. It's basically on the opposite side of the house.
0: Right. I'll oh, fuck you. And I'm going to start hobbling towards the kitchen as fast as I can.
3: And I'll, uh, I'll reconvene you with Danny and the girls. <laughs> Did you find somebody? Was there, is there a phone? Maybe they have a landline? Yeah, they might. I mean, the Blaines are, uh, the, the residents of Blaine Manor have always been old school.
1: I'm going to stay out here just in case they come back. Maybe they're not in the house, and I don't want them driving off. So why don't you and Rocky try to find the phone and call for, uh, help? Okay. Or find whoever owns this car, and maybe they'll give us a lift Or an Uber.
0: Sponsor us, Lyft. And or Uber.
1: Hashtag not sponsored. A boober, maybe, would even be good.
0: Meanwhile, the kids are like, what the fuck is a landline?"
1: Oh, what? <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll head inside. Okay, so you head back into the West End Lobby, and Rocky has already entered the main stair hall, and honestly, it didn't take very long for you to get a weird sense of deja vu. This appears to be exactly the layout of the Cthulhu. It is or is it? We are dumb. So you have a wave of disorientation bombard you.
0: Roll for happy and or
1: sad. You feel as though a Doberman might be coming around the corner at any moment. And that's when you hear some whistling coming from upstairs. And, Roy, you come into the uh, stair hall to see Rocky standing in the middle, just before the elevator, looking up to the second floor. And I'll sort of slap him on the back. What's
3: going on, Rocky? you find anything?
0: Well, there is some whistling coming from upstairs.
2: Oh, that's great. Hello? Charles Blaine, is that you? Uh, ah?
1: Nah! I'm gonna walk to the top of the
2: stairs and look down.
1: What does Roy and... Rocky C. Looking down at them.
2: Mid to late 30s young woman. Little on the shorter side. Uh, shoulder length, sandy brown hair with a button nose and two eyes made out of coal.
0: Da Happy birthday!
2: That's what I say as I float down the stairs. Uh, shoot it, Roy, shoot it. Mr. Blaine, is that you? It's Pippa Charlton from Arkham Realty.
0: We spoke last week on the phone.
2: Rocky, Rocky, how do I look? How do I look?
0: I'm sorry. Did you say you were looking for Charles Blaine?
2: Yes. Are, are you Charles? I'm working my way down the stairs.
0: Unfortunately for you, no. But I find that odd considering Charles Blaine has been missing for quite some time now.
2: Oh, I don't think he's been missing. I spoke with him on the phone. He wants to list this for sale. Blaine Manor is going to be up on the market. Are you potential buyers? are you interested i can show you the upstairs
3: yes yeah yes we're interested
2: okay so you're not charles is your name sam Um, no but uh
0: side glance at roy as he tries to explain his way out of this one
2: because there's a letter upstairs it's addressed to sam so i can take it to her we're old friends oh sam is short for sam I'm sorry, what what were your names? Because we don't really, we're not really open for an open house right now. Charles should
0: be here any minute. He was going to meet me this afternoon. I'm Roy, Roy Arroyo. I'm John Jacob Jinglehammer Schmidt and his name is my name, too. Hmm. Uh, let me
2: try to figure this out. I come down onto their level, and I'm looking up at them. I'm about 5'2". Five five what? If you are interested in the home, I would love to show you around, but I need to meet with Mr. Blaine first to see exactly uh what his plans are for the home and how much he would be willing to list it for of course.
3: Yeah, the, we we're interested. We're very interested in whatever. Okay. Anything that has to be said.
2: Yada yada yada. Excuse me, sir, what was your name? G- Jingleheimer? What happened to your foot? Are you
0: okay? Well, I um you know, I'm rather clumsy and I might have um tripped on my way in. You know how things are.
2: No, I'm pretty good at walking.
0: Oh, Well, you know, ever since I had that inner ear infection, everything's been a little bit wobbly. It's
2: okay.
3: Do you have a phone we can borrow while we're waiting for
2: Mr. Blaine? There is a phone in the kitchen. A landline. I have not tested it to see if it's active, but we can definitely try. Sure, follow me, please. If you notice here, there's a dining room right off to the left, and straight ahead is a beautiful little breakfast room. So right off of the kitchen, tied into the dining room and to the kitchen, you have everything you need for this home. And here's the phone. I
0: assume these are the original hardwood floors, yes?
2: Oh, you know, I don't have that many details. Like I said, Mr. Blaine just contacted me last week. But I will do my due diligence, and I will make sure that I
0: have all of the details
2: for you, Mr. Jingleheimer.
0: Jingleheimer Schmidt. So your first name is Jingleheimer? No, my name is John Jacob, last name Jingleheimer Schmidt. Oh. Pick up the phone and toss it to Rocky. And I'm going to start dialing our Delta Green contact number.
2: Excuse me, sir. What is his name? I know he's messing with me.
3: He's very wealthy, and he doesn't want his name out there.
2: Do you work for this gentleman, then?
3: We're business partners.
2: Partners? No, I understand. You need not say any more. Okay, well, I don't want to listen in on your call, so I'm just going to continue on my way and and document each room, if you're okay with that. When you're done, if you don't mind, if you just let me know that you're finished so I can escort you out to the front yard, that would be fantastic.
1: Before Roy can answer, you hear a voice call from at the other end of the house. Hey guys, guys,
2: did you find anybody? Um, excuse me, who, who is that?
1: That's my sister
3: and nieces.
2: Who is that?
0: Who's that?
2: Who's that? Who
3: is that? Who is it? Wait, I knew who it was, but now I don't know who that is. That's my sister and nieces. They're why we needed the phone. We
2: can't have all types of people in here. I'm sorry. We
3: can't can't have that many people. That's why I had them outside. We just needed to use the phone. We heard about the houses from Sam. Samantha Blaine told me about the house, so we figured it'd be a good chance to stop by. I wasn't aware it wasn't listed yet.
2: Oh, so you're friends of the family. Well, that's a little different. You should have led with that, Mr. Roy. Well, I tried, but
3: you're just, you're very stunning.
2: <laughs> why, why, Jingleheimer Schmidt is on the phone. Why don't we do a quick tour of upstairs and we'll work our way down. Hopefully he'll be done. This would be the fastest sale I have ever made. It's not even listed.
3: Yes, it's very exciting for
1: everybody. <laughs> More so for me. I don't even know how much he's asking. Rocky, you dial your Delta Green contact and you hear, beep, beep, beep. We're sorry. The phone number you have dialed is no longer in service or has been disconnected. Please hang up and try again.
0: Very funny, Gladys. I know you're there. Pick up the phone.
3: Delta Green doesn't exist in the future. And Danny calls again.
1: Hey, guys. Guys. Who is that? Who is that?
3: Danny, Rocky's on the phone. Fu- or- <laughs>
2: So, I think I found out his name.
3: That's okay, I won't tell anybody. I'm uh, I'm talking with Pippa here, and Rocky has the phone. Everything's under control, just stay with the girls and things will go well. Well, hurry up and
2: get an ambulance here for Christ's sakes. Wait a minute, what is happening? Do you need assistance? We're, yeah, well, we're... Here, we're... use my cell phone. That'll go a lot faster. And I'll, I'll take her cell phone and... It's nine one one. You don't even have to hit enter, it just goes. I'm gonna call my house.
1: We're sorry. The phone number you have dialed is no longer in service, so it's been disconnected. Please hang up and try again.
3: Damn it, Gladys!
0: Pick up the fucking phone, Gladys! I'm tired of your shit!
3: I'm sorry, Pippa. The phone doesn't seem to be working.
2: Hmm. You say 911 doesn't work? It's a joke? I don't know
3: the number for 911.
2: Oh, here, let me help you. Here, I'll dial it for you. 911. And then I hand him back the phone. And they answer...
1: What is your emergency?
3: Hello? We need an ambulance here.
1: Alright, what is the nature of the emergency?
3: We got some people here have been pretty battered up. There was a cave that collapsed. How many people hurt? Four. We just need an ambulance.
1: Alright, yes, uh, we'll dispatch that currently. Why don't you stay on the phone with me for a moment? What is your name, sir?
3: My name is John James Jinglehammer Smith.
1: Sir, is this a joke? Should I cancel the ambulance?
3: No, we need an ambulance. I just didn't want it from you.
1: All right, sir, we'll dispatch that immediately.
3: Thank you. Click. Alright, Danny. Yeah. An ambulance is on his way thanks to Pippa's great help here.
1: Thank you, Roy. We'll we'll wait out here. Good luck in there, whatever you're doing. Meanwhile on the other phone, zero one one eight
0: nine 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 eight eight one nine 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 one
1: one nine seven two five three. Beep beep. Please hang up and try
0: again.
2: Damn it, Gladys. Well, they're not going to be here for about 10 to 12 minutes because we're a little bit outside of town. Did you still want to go upstairs or should we get the people that are hurt in the house? or
3: They were pretty adamant about staying outside in the open.
2: Well, let's head up. I, I need to get my uh, purse. I left it up there in the office anyway.
1: I'd love to see the house. Pippa and Roy go up to the writing room, which has recently been tidied, dusted, vacuumed, and polished, which may have uncovered a fire safe built into the floor beneath the desk. The hinged metal access door is thrown wide to reveal a shallow alcove, which is empty. On the desk, presumably found by the cleaning crew when they unearthed the safe, is a plain sealed white envelope upon which has been scrawled, Sam.
2: So, Roy, you said that you would be seeing Sam later, is that correct? Yeah. I'm assuming this is for her. I don't know if her father left it but he just got back in town from overseas so i don't think he would leave a letter here for her if the house is going to be sold
3: she told me uh, about this letter that she was expecting it i can give it to her okay i'll take the letter
2: we'll just have to let mr blaine know of course when he gets here just so he's aware i don't like anything removed from the home Uh, yeah that's understandable is there a bathroom I can use? Actually, if you cut through the bedroom right here, you can go right through in the dressing room closet area, cuts right through to a bathroom. I'll use the bathroom in the other area, and I'll meet you right here at the top of the stairs when we're done. Thank
3: you. It's been a long journey. I'm sure you understand.
2: Um, yep, those stairs were tall.
3: And I'll head to the bathroom.
2: All right, you're in the bathroom?
3: I open the letter and read it.
2: I will go
1: ahead and show this to you, and you can read this aloud. It's Gabe's reading porner.
2: Reading porner?
3: Sam, I know you and Dan aren't big fans of elevators, but tough titty, said the kitty when the milk went dry. Hold both buttons at the same time to reach the bottom level. Yeah, I know. Super secret code, right? When you get there, I'll explain everything. CB. And I'll uh, attempt to reseal the letter, you know, not doing a great job.
1: It doesn't go well. Pocket it, flush the toilet, and wash my hands. And uh, you meet up with uh, Pippa outside, and you can hear uh, downstairs Rocky furiously punching numbers and screaming into the phone fruitlessly.
0: I'm going to take a second while I'm waiting for phone numbers to ring through to try and find a calendar in in the kitchen, because I'm still convinced that, you know, we're in the future.
1: It's pretty clear this house is being prepped for staging, so there is nothing. Everything's been cleaned cleaned
0: gonna open all the kitchen drawers and take a look in the refrigerator i'm going full Roy here what's in the refrigerator
1: where are those crepes you find a couple scraps of crepes underneath uh, a cabinet (laughs) oh i should
3: grab him we forgot to tell him that the phone was taken care of
2: oh that's right all right yeah let's head on down if you notice these banisters they are beautiful Hard mahogany.
3: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to get my head stuck in between those and have a nice sitcom scenario.
2: You were so funny.
3: I hit him on his chest with my hand. And I'll flex instantly.
2: If you want to grab uh, Jingleheim and Rocky, <laughs> I'm going to go wait at the front door and see if the ambulance is here or
1: wait for them. Either way. And I'll uh, I'll go grab Rocky. Okay, you go grab Rocky. Uh, Pippa, you walk out and there's nobody out there. And you see a ambulance driving away.
2: My sir, oh, what's his name? Roy. The ambulance just left with your friends.
1: Oh, good.
3: I'm glad. I'm glad they got what they needed. Okay. I'll meet up with them later. I I know where that hospital is.
2: Since you're here, do you want to help me do a couple things until? Mr. Blaine gets here, and you can reunite with him and say hello? I was thinking
3: we could show uh, uh, Rocky the writing room, because I know that's where he would be spending a lot of the time.
2: Okay, yeah, that would be fantastic. We should probably take the elevator, though, because his ankle's probably not in the best of shape. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, good. Great minds. i touch
1: his arm again. A flex. (laughs) A pop of vein. His (laughs) neck... Wow, that's
0: some really good distance you got there.
1: 30 feet. So you gather Rocky and uh, head into the elevator.
0: Take a second to look around the elevator to see if there's anything weird about it, because I'm still kind of a little weirded out by this whole situation.
1: Seems very nice, clean, and polished. Pippa,
2: may I? I kind of have a thing for elevator buttons. I find them just great fun. Oh, absolutely, sir. I mean, if you're looking to purchase this, I'll let you do whatever you'd like in this house. I'll slam both buttons at the same time.
1: The doors close silently and for a moment nothing seems to happen. You glance nervously at the panel, wondering if the code no longer works. After all, it has been a long time since this was probably used. Still, you try hard to resist that all too human impulse of repeatedly pressing the buttons and instead wait silently. After 20 seconds, the car shifts with a sickening lurch, then proceeds to move slowly downward. The cables above squeal as if in protest, and there is a repetitious thud on the exterior of the cabin every ten seconds. The air becomes noticeably cooler as you descend. There is an odd odor, wet and musty, which fills the elevator. After nearly three minutes, a graceless jolt announces your arrival. Slowly, creakingly, the doors open to reveal complete darkness. From somewhere far above comes the echoing sound of water dripping slowly.
2: Um, I don't think I remember seeing a basement on the plans. Oh boy, this is going to fetch even more money.
0: Well, looks like Charles may have been hiding some secrets after all.
2: I'm going to reach my hand on the outside of the elevator but staying in the elevator to try to slide up to find a light switch on both sides.
1: You don't find anything?
2: Roy, do you mind, um, see if you can find a light for us?
3: Yeah, and I'll pull out my flashlight.
1: It is now quite clear that the elevator has taken you far below Blaine Manor to an underground cavern. You can just make out the overarching ceiling a couple dozen feet above you, studded with menacing stalactites that glisten with moisture. The floor has been worked until relatively smooth, though it too shimmers with humidity. A few yards away from the elevator door are wide, metal steps, leading up to a raised walkway that continues into the dimness. Is this one of those
2: thermal heated homes? Cha-ching,
1: cha-ching.
3: So you weren't given a great rundown of this house, huh?
0: Not at all. This is very strange. Yes, and potentially quite dangerous you know these unmapped spaces why don't you stay put in the elevator and we will go ahead and take a look just to make sure everything's okay you know we don't want you hurting yourself down here that'd be quite irresponsible of us
2: no i completely agree please just don't go too far okay no
3: don't worry we'll we'll keep you updated as okay, he did. Thank
2: you.
1: So Rocky and Roy move off into the darkness up onto the walkway using the flashlight as their light source. And Pippa is left standing in the relative isolation of the dimly lit elevator car. Roy and Rocky, your footfalls clang hollowly on the iron platform, which is somewhat slippery. Thankfully, a railing to either side lends support, although you are loath to touch the clammy metal surface until it's absolutely necessary. You walk about 30 yards before the path splits in two, each leading at an angle toward uncertainty. Squinting, you try to discern anything to help you choose between right or left, but nothing helps to differentiate.
0: Right or left, Roy?
2: Right is right. We go right. Right before they turn the corner, I tug on Rocky's shirt.
0: Um, I did not want to stay in the elevator. (laughs) Arm swings back in response to something unknown touching me.
1: She easily ducks it. Whew, that's a breeze.
0: I thought we told you to stay in the elevator. I was too scared. I'm so sorry.
1: What's
3: scary about elevators?
2: It's not about the elevator, it's about being alone, when all you see out of the elevator is
1: darkness.
3: You have your phone with you,
2: though, you could just, like, play Candy Crush. <sighs> I wish I would have thought of that, that's a good idea.
1: Unsure, you opt to explore the right pathway. It proceeds for approximately 50 yards, ending abruptly at a cave wall, into which has been set a dark glass door.
0: Are there any handles on the doors, or just, like, a flat, like, pane of glass?
1: Yep, it's it's got a handle.
0: I'm going to reach out and I'm going to open the door.
1: The door squeaks on rusty hinges, apparently not having been opened in some time. Just inside is a light switch which you hesitantly flip on. There is a popping noise overhead as a fluorescent tube bursts, but another half dozen blaze into light, casting an unflattering glow upon what appears to be a large room that once served as storage. Crates and boxes are stacked nearly to the ceiling alongside file cabinets and cast-off furniture. A thick layer of dust cloaks everything, the heavy motes swirling in the air, smelling of disuse and neglect. Off in the far left corner is another door with a similar glass entry.
0: Well, well, what do we have here? And I'm going to hobble over to one of the filing cabinets and open it up to see what's inside.
2: I'm going to stick close to Rocky.
3: Well, I'll look through the furniture
0: give me a spot hidden. Because this game hates me. I needed a 60, I rolled a 79, that's a failure.
1: I need a 75, I got a 28. Stop stealing all my rolls! Rocky is uh, flipping through the file cabinet and maybe being a little too anal about it, taking a little bit too much time, and you realize that you're getting bogged down in minutiae, trying to go through just these massive sheaf of papers that look like import-export bills and invoices, but Roy focuses in on a pile of furniture, and he finds in a desk drawer some invoices import-export with some notes that tell you Charles Blaine, once upon a time, had been importing certain rare herbs like Astragalus membranicus, rue, Ashwandaga, and episode, as well as Salt derived from the mummified remains of children discovered in Lualaco, a dormant volcano located in Argentina. You also find a receipt for a book that he purchased entitled Psalm of Crows. It's unusual because he paid several thousand dollars for it from a bookseller many years ago in California. Why don't you give me whatever's better for you, a library use or history?
3: I need a 69. I got a 95.
1: It sounds kind of strange. Psalm of Crows.
3: Oh, like The Crow starring Brandon Lee.
1: No, the band, Counting Crows. Pippa, why don't you give me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 30. I rolled a nine. That's very, very high hard success. Why don't you give me a either library use or history, whichever one is higher for you. Neither 50. I rolled a 27. That's a success. And you being the history buff that you are, because you have to be your realtor, so you gotta know these things. You realize that Roy has found some interesting details and clearly Rocky is absorbed in his fruitless search. So you drift over to Roy and are looking over his shoulder and you're like, oh, Psalm of Crows. Wasn't that that book that was stolen from a museum like 10, 15 years ago? It was rumored to contain spells that give life to inanimate objects.
2: Yeah, and I think it was uh, about 12 years ago, November 17th,
1: that it happened. That's true. That was the exact date that the robbery occurred.
0: He's going full bed knobs and broomsticks. It's pretty crazy that uh,
2: he purchased that book when it was a stolen book 12 years ago. I get a little bit nervous. So I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out my lucky stone.
1: It only takes about 15 minutes for Rocky to feel supremely annoyed yet again and realize that Roy is getting all of the uh, spotlight again.
3: Hey, Rocky, did, did you see what I found, Rocky? Hey, Rocky, wh- look at what I found.
0: Why don't you take what you found and shove it up your ass, Roy?
3: Why don't you do that with what you found? Oh, oh, wait.
2: <laughs> uh, you guys are related, aren't you? Unfortunately.
3: We well, gave it away.
2: Because I used to fight with my brother the same way.
3: At least your brother wasn't an Anne Murray lover.
2: Ah, uh, that is true. Who's Anne Murray?
3: Why don't you ask Rocky since he knows so much about it? I'm not getting in the middle.
0: Rocky, did you find anything?
2: No, no, he didn't. There's got to be something in that filing cabinet. I'm
0: just going to glare at Roy and I'm going to start walking towards the other door.
2: I quickly shift over to Rocky and assume my position behind him.
1: Beyond the door in the corner is a short hallway with a low drop ceiling. Lights flicker on automatically as if activated by a motion sensor. At the far end is another glass door, while halfway down the passage is a plain wooden door with a simple nameplate at eye level. It reads, CB. I'm
0: going to walk up to the wooden door. I'm going to knock on it a couple of times, and then I'm going to try, try the knob to see if it opens.
1: The heavy oak door swings wide to reveal a dim, auditorium sized room. A series of wide platforms extending in a semicircle to either side, all available space crammed with network racks and server cabinets which blink silently, engaged in some kind of digital process. Bisecting the steps is a narrow path which forges ahead sloping gently downward toward an expansive table upon which sits a white computer keyboard with something propped up on it. Beyond this desk, the far back wall is a movie theater-sized digital screen, now blank and lifeless. The air in here feels electric, and there isn't a speck of dust, dirt, or debris anywhere.
0: Well, now here's something I didn't expect to see underneath an old house... I didn't expect any of this. This place is spotless. I'm going to start, like, walking towards that central computer and just kind of drag my finger along things. And there's not any dirt anywhere here, which is odd considering just how heavily dusted our previous room was. Uh, What I wouldn't give to have my previous associate here right now. Uh, Who was that? They were much better with computers than I was, trust me.
3: And I'll mosey on into the room right as he says that.
0: Nice of you to join us, Roy.
3: And I'm going to start throwing my weight around a little bit and sit down right at the computer.
1: Jutting out from the keyboard, you can all quite clearly see this, is another envelope. Oh, look what I found! Look what I found! And it has a faded word, Sam, on it. And I'll pick the envelope
3: up and open it.
0: And I'm going to try and snatch it out of his hands before he can open it.
3: And I will not let him.
0: Uh, guys, I, I don't know if we're... Sp- supposed to open somebody else's mail
3: oh don't i already i opened that one earlier
0: i mean it's not sealed with a stamp so technically it's not a federal crime but it was not addressed to either of you
3: my name is sam in some circles
2: i have a feeling you've been lying to me the whole time and i'm gonna get to the bottom of this
3: no my name is roy oh hi roy would you like to buy this house i would like to i did not say i have the means to do so he doesn't i do and while he's distracted i will open the letter <clears throat> From the hands of Roya Arroyo who found this letter, Sam, sorry for the subterfuge, but I knew you'd get here eventually. You know what the password is. Love of our life, CB.
0: The password is crepes. No, I think it's tapas. Oh, are you sure it's not taco fish? I, they talked about taco fish a lot. <gasps> I love taco
3: fish. The love of our life. Well, it says our, so we know it's not Dan.
0: Could it be the one person they both had in common?
1: Oh, it's Roy, and I'll type my name in. You touch the keyboard, and up on the massive digital screen, you see a simple entry display that says password. And you type in Roy, and it goes red and blanks out and says Try again."
0: No, you idiot. His wife her mother, and I'm going to type in Martha and hit enter.
1: Dragon.
3: No, idiot, her name wasn't Martha and I'll type in Meredith.
1: The password prompt is immediately replaced by the image of Charles Blaine looking directly at you.
0: Hi, Sam.
3: Alright, I, I guess I need to say this out loud for it to be true. Brace yourself. brown. No, I'm just kidding. I had to go in there. Uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Sorry about that, but it had to be done. You know why? The fucking Scarecrows, am I right? Be sure to say hi to Dan for me. Not. Look, I know you had your doubts, but I found it. Right where they said it would be. After all the time, it's hard to believe we're nearly there. I've got one other thing to take care of first, but watch your back, okay? I got a feeling someone's sniffing around town. When I return, all of this will be history. But I need a favor, This is really important. Are you up for it? Oh, of course you are.
2: What am I saying? Okay, listen very, very carefully.
1: Tune in next time as we crack open a new case of the Lovecraft tapes. Any thoughts or theories uh, where things are going? How do we like Pippa? Uh, She kind of sucks.
0: Ah, worst character ever. I think it'll be an interesting dynamic going back to the one on the outside, two on the inside kind of thing.
3: I'm really worried that she already likes Rocky more than Roy. She is kind of hanging around him a lot. Yeah, not a fan of that.
2: He has the younger
1: brother.
3: All characters have to like me the best, it's the rule. Any uh,
1: theories about what might be going on with... Chuck, he was investigating paranormal activities,
2: tracking down items of interest and documenting and cataloging them.
0: See, I'm still a little confused as to how he contacted Pippa in the first place. It was by phone. From what we know, he disappeared. So how is he talking to somebody? How is he making contact? How is he arranging all of this when, as far as we know, he's long gone? He
2: was just overseas.
3: He wasn't dead and gone. He was time warped to the year 2031.
0: Oh, that makes sense. What's up with Delta Green and disconnecting every single fucking phone number they give me? Not fucking cool.
3: If I would have called them, they would have answered.
2: Maybe we're on a different timeline where they never existed. Omega Red won the war by 2031.
1: Well, fuck. All right, guys. Well, I think that's good for your thoughts and theories. Now it's time for some hashtag recommenders where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please roll D100. Start us off, Gabe.
3: Drinking is fun, and I've been having a lot of fun making mixed drinks and experimenting around and stuff. And uh, so three YouTube channels. The first channel, How to Drink, and then two others, Cocktail Chemistry and The Educated Barfly. I'm a big fan of these three channels. I find that they're all different but the same, How to Drink kind of focuses on pop culture drinks, cocktail chemistry, focuses on advanced techniques, and the Educated Bar fi basically does, like, the most classic drinks that you can have. If you want to get more into cocktails and stuff like that, these are three places to check out. I've learned a lot watching them. It's just been fun since I've recently turned 21, and I've been trying to learn about all of this stuff and not become an alcoholic, so I can justify it by being like, ah, making stuff. I'm creating, so it's not alcoholism. But uh, I've had a lot of fun. I think they're all good channels. They all have great personalities, so it's fun. That's uh, How to Drink the Educated Barfly and Cocktail Chemistry. Kind of a three-for-one for for you.
1: Thank you, Gabe. And Brian, you're up next. Uh... I'm going to
2: recommend a TV show on HBO Max called Titans. It's basically a gritty take on... Teen Titans, after they're grown up a little bit and they're trying to figure out where their place is in the world as superheroes or as just normal people, the main protagonist is uh, Dick Grayson, so Robin. You're catching him right in between, if you're a comic book fan, right in between Robin and Nightwing. So you're catching him where he's like torn between all the stuff that Batman taught him and the negativity that, that, that came with that and, and where he should stand as a hero or an antihero. And it uh, introduces some of the Teen Titan characters, but out of sequence a little bit, you get to meet the next new Robin who Batman is training, and a bunch of other characters that, that surround the Teen Titan universe. Uh, so if you're looking for a DC fix, uh, it's very gritty, very violent, sexual content, language. When Robin dropped the F-bomb, I was like, what? This is for me! Pretty damn good show. There's two seasons out now, third season's confirmed, and uh, I think it's already shot. They're just doing editing at this point for the third season. Pretty damn good. I binged I it all. Pretty damn good show. Titans on HBO Max.
1: Thank you. We'll check that out. Matt, you're up next. What do you got for us?
0: I got a game that I've been playing a lot of recently. It was a game that I I knew a little bit about and I had seen some stuff here and there, but I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations for it. I didn't expect it to be much. So, when I did start playing it and I started really really enjoying it, it took me by surprise. It's it's an Ubisoft title, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. What it is is you play the hero named Phoenix who is the last human alive after one of the titans breaks out of the underworld kidnaps all the major greek gods and separates them across this world and it's up to you to to rescue the gods in order to to bring order back to the world to bring everybody back to life and it's more or less ubisoft looked at breath of the wild and was like yeah, I want I, w- I want more of that. And that's not a it's not a bad thing. I absolutely adored Breath of the Wild. It was an amazing game. It was the reason I got a Switch was to play Breath of the Wild. So to have something else that's directly in that vein is great. I'm having a really good time. It's the same open world game where there are puzzles hidden and tucked into the environment and you're exploring and you're fighting and you're doing whatever you want across this open world. You still have, you know, those bits of story here and there. You do still have the, the lore. But what I like about it is it's a lot more compact than Breath of the Wild was. The whole world is smaller than the overall map, but they do a really good job packing so much into it in terms of hidden environmental puzzles, b- mini boss battles, and encounters all over the place that are really well done. And I'm honestly really, really enjoying this game after not really expecting a whole lot. So I'm really glad I decided to to pick it up. Uh, so if you were a, a big fan of of Breath of the Wild or you just like much more laid back open world puzzle solving type games, uh, go check out Immortals: Phoenix Rising.
1: Well, thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. Always looking for a good game. And I am going to close this out tonight with a recommendo of a horror movie on Shutter called Anything for Jackson. Directed by Justin G. Dick. Starring Sheila McCarthy, Julian Richings, and Constantina Mantelos. This is about an older couple who immediately within two minutes of the movie opening, kidnaps a pregnant woman so they could resurrect their dead grandson. It turns out that they're not just nutso, they are members of a local satanic chapter that is kind of an easygoing, more for show, but somehow they've managed to find a book that can actually bring back the dead. So they perform this ritual that's in this book, and unfortunately they didn't read the fine print. Instead of actually inviting the spirit of their dead grandkid into the unborn child, they have created a gateway for all these ghosts. The ghosts begin to haunt them, and the whole time they're trying desperately to cover up their successive murders and kidnappings and everything else, and it's very disturbing and gruesome, but it's also pretty dang funny. It's got a really nice dark humor streak in it that really offsets what could have been like a really bad premise. There's also this real Satanist, one of the members, who offers to help them, but he has his own motivations, and essentially everything that they tried goes completely off the rails, And the world may be infested with ghosts and demons. But the whole thing is just fun. It's just a fun movie. It's very smart, uh, subversive, and witty. I would definitely recommend uh, anything for Jackson if you like good gore and thrills and scares, but also like a great script. And with a chuckle here and there. (gasps) I love chuckles. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes and this case. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at LovecraftTapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at LovecraftTapes.
0: And if anybody wants to send me some new dice because I'm going to re- be replacing the ones I got for the next case, uh, can hit me up on on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. Please, I'm desperate. Thank you.
3: And if anybody wants to show me things so I can see them before Rocky every time, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe.
2: Uh, I would just like to say goodbye to Jack. He was a great character. Uh, if you want to reach out to me and discuss, you can find me on Twitter at Brian Podcast.
1: Until next time. Roll for Batman.
4: Where are they?
0: The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com lovecrafttapes.